Well, I found somewhere that's a little bit out of the wind. It's still raining uh, and I've still got the sea beside me and, and where I am just now, it's occasionally thundering against the rocks as the tide is still pushing in a little bit. But it is perhaps a little more sheltered. And the jeans that I came out in are damp and so my legs are a little bit cold. And that leads me to think about being prepared. I haven't come out in all the right clothing, but I can still do the job I came out to do, which is to get my walk and at the same time to talk to you. I'm reminded of something that my dad said, and yes, you'd be right to say, where's the Bible in all of this? I'll come to that in a moment. My dad used to say that if we wait to be totally ready before we do things, important things, and quite often we never actually get as far as doing them. He said that first to me about evangelism. And then he said it to me about getting married and about having children too. If you feel not ready, that doesn't mean that it's the wrong time to do something. Now here we are in these strange conditions, like I said before, thinking about what it might be like to be a disciple in difficult circumstances, in the storms of life, the storms of pandemic and uncertainty and political upheaval in comes another wave but as we think about it it's probably really important that we get away from the idea that we don't do things until we're totally ready to do them you might remember ken benjamin suggesting that we should try things risky things because the reason for trying them is the best of reasons if we wait until we know they will be successful then actually we don't have to exercise our faith and and actually we're not putting our trust in God at all. The Jesus bit, well Jesus says to his disciples, go and make disciples of all nations, go and tell other people what I have told you. Help other people to be apprentices to me too, just like you are. And then says, surely I'm with you always to the end of the age. The instruction is pretty direct and Jesus' instructions about going prepared are limited in Luke 10 he says when you go and tell people the kingdom is near and take a spare pair of shoes or an extra jacket go and trust that I'll provide what you need go with the message go and be disciples on the front line and surely I'm with you always he says Matthew 28 don't be afraid being totally ready is much less valuable than knowing I am with you now, I also want to talk very briefly about pictures. At Watchit Baptist Church, if you're a partner, you already be aware of these two pictures that really uh, were springboard for our season of prayer, which is still running now. And if you're not part of a prayer huddle, there's still time to get together with others and pray through some of these things. Not least, what kind of church will be in the year to come and beyond that. These pictures are well there are two of them one is of a creature that's shedding an old skin a skin that's had its season a skin that's perhaps not as flexible as it needs to be and instead developing a new skin a skin full of color and that flexibility and of warmth a skin that is made its best by basking in the warmth of the Lord Jesus the second picture is of flowers in cracks, in cracks in a wall, but also in cracks in the concrete of a pavement. And although I don't want to be stopping and talking for these for a very long time, because 
I don't want to get wetter than <laughs> I need to be out here for a start. I do think there's a lot for us to think about in both of these. And, and it, if you've lost your copy, if you're a partner and you, and you don't know where your copy is, please ask for a new one. I think these two pictures are absolutely pivotal to how we understand where we're going. But just a couple of quick things about them. Firstly, about this idea of the new creature or the creature with the new skin. One of the things that, that Nikki, when she's sharing with us what the Holy Spirit has revealed to her, one of the things she does is, is touch on Galatians 5 and some verses there about that give her a sense uh, of how the Spirit's talking about the flavour of the church in the future. And that flavour is, is also tied in with a sense of new wine and new wineskins. It'll be a flavour of joy and a flavour of the ability to love and a flavour that, that cuts across, that, that is countercultural to something that we see very much in, our, uh, in the world around us at the moment, which is that sense of, of heavy heartedness and division of bitterness and uh, and of opposition we live in a country and in a world where political divides and uh, divides of cultural assumptions divides of faith divides of of economic circumstances of, of poverty and affluence these things seem to define a lot of who we are and what I think the Holy Spirit rightly is pointing us to through Nikki's picture is that Watch It Baptist Church, in, in being this creature with its new skin, has the chance to reflect the lack of division, the ability to love and include, the ability to make space for the poor alongside those who are more wealthy, to allow room and love among those who voted for Brexit and those who wanted to remain. Between those who felt that Donald Trump was God's man and those who felt that he did harm to discipleship and faith across the world. There are so many ways in which we're divided, but, but these Galatians 5 verses that, that the Holy Spirit through Nikki points us to talk about how dissension and division are products of the flesh, not of the spirit. And let's not get distracted here. We're not saying that everything's good, that has to be spiritual, and that anything that is physical is necessarily bad. And that's, that can't be the case because Jesus was physical. So let's quickly knock that idea on the head. But Paul is saying, as he writes to the, to the Galatian church, that to be healthy in your attitudes, to, to have the spirit in you, is to say no to division and dissension and envy to have enough humility and patience with one another to say, yes, there's room in my heart for you. There's room around who I am to love you. And let's not forget that Jesus says to his disciples that they should be recognisable because of the love they have for each other. That's the thing that's going to mark them out. The minute we start being divided among ourselves, picking at each other, sniping at each other from the sidelines, back chatting, gossiping about one another, that's not love and those who who know us as we're talking about being part of a church and then talking about other people in the church that they're going to see straight through that and they're going to know that we are that our integrity 
is shot. We can't be taken seriously. We can't be trusted to talk about love if that's how we talk about those who also love Jesus. That picture, the picture that the Holy Spirit has given to Nikki, which Nikki shared with us, and which deacons have tested and believe God is speaking through, that is a key platform for where we're going as a church. Please pick it up and look at it again. Reflect on it. Pray it through piece by piece. Pray it with others too. Lastly, and just for a few moments, I want to talk about this flowers in the cracks idea. Again, a picture which I believe God is speaking through by his spirit. But what's interesting is that as folks have spoken to me about how they understand that, two different ideas have emerged. One, that the flowers in the cracks are us, the people in the church. And the other is that those flowers are those who don't yet know Jesus. Or maybe who sort of have started exploring Jesus. We have some understanding of what it is to trust God. I think there's room for both of those understandings. What's very clear is that in both of them, the key place to be isn't in some carefully tended flower bed or window box. The place to be isn't in some well choreographed church service once a week. The place to be as a blossoming disciple is in the cracks in the places we already are, in the places squeezed in the middle of life's ordinary circumstances, in the storms of life. Maybe the place where we blossom best is much more like me standing on the, uh, on the coastal path further around there getting wet and blustery. Much more that than in, in some tidy cafe looking out at the, at the raging sea. Now, don't get me wrong, I think we definitely need to be a church that provides places of safety and recharge and equipping. Those things are crucial. But the place to live out our discipleship, to blossom, is where we are, is where ordinary people are, is among the reality of cracks in walls and pavements right across our community. And if our discipleship is effectively limited to... Yes, very warm and welcoming, but cosy huddles, tucked away study groups in the week and, and well-structured and organised church services on a Sunday, then it's no discipleship at all. It's made a lie out of Jesus' call for us to go and make disciples, to be where people are so that we can help them understand how Jesus works. Let's pray. Lord, in storms and in struggles, as well as, as in warm weather and, and sunshine, you are God. In, indeed, the God of the mountain is the God of the valley. Psalm 23 reminds us that no matter how dark the valley that we walk through, you are still with us. We pray that as we continue exploring what it is to be church in the years that are to come, that you will give us courage to go where you're calling us. To make our flavour as a church a flavour of love and joy and warmth and acceptance and patience and humility. And to put aside dissension and division. 
and we pray too that we would help each other blossom as flowers in the cracks wherever we're found and we pray that we would help others too as they come to know you or start exploring what it is to know God that we would help them blossom where they are would you help us to stop trying to create tidy gardens well-tended flower beds and instead give our attention to feeding those flowers in whatever crack they're growing Amen. Oh,